Today I'm going to dive into the passage of Hebrews, so if you guys want to open your book to Hebrews 11, um, just do a little blurb while you're looking that up, Hebrews 11. Um, whenever I prepare a message, I'm always fascinated about the historical background of a book. Uh, one of my favorite resources is the Bible Project videos. I don't know if you've seen them, so I'll refer to them. Um, they do such an amazing job of outlining the important points and themes, um, and while giving historical accuracy for the intended audience of the book. So, I'll just wait on the teacher. I know people are still going through, so Hebrews 11 is where we're going to dive into. Once people stop, um, we'll be good to go. Take your time. <laughs> um, some people surmise that the author of this book is Paul, or someone who worked alongside of him, Barnabas, Apollos. Uh, but for the most part, people say that the author is anonymous. But the author would have been someone who received first-hand teaching of the apostles, those who walked alongside and learned from Jesus. A few things to keep in mind, the audience of this book would have been Jewish Christians who are facing persecution or imprisonment for being followers of Jesus, following his teaching, and sharing the good news. This group of Jewish Christians would have been well-versed in the teachings of the Old Testament, especially the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, and they would have known significant faithful leaders and their part in Israel's story. So in chapter 11 of Hebrews, you can see it's very long, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's lengthy. And we don't have time to read it, the whole thing, but I would like to read the first parts of the chapter where it speaks of the great leaders who demonstrated great faith. So I'm going to read Hebrews 11, and I will read to, to verse 12, uh, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Faith shows, that shows the reality of what we hoped for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that could be seen. It was the faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man. And God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was, the, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because he, God took him. For before he was taken, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that his rewards those that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about the things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and to go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And, he, and, he, and even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner, living in tents, and so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. 
Abraham was confidently looking forward to the city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came to this one man who was, God, who was good as dead, a nation with so many people that, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. If we continue to read, you will notice that one of the verses it mentions key, so as we read, I'll read that like the scripture, anyway. Um, if we continue to read, you will notice that the many verses in it mentions key biblical leaders of Israel. Jacob, Joseph, Moses, and even Rahab, and all of them started with, so if you keep continue, it was by faith that. I'm going to tackle today's messages with answering the following questions. Hudson's the preacher in the family, I'm the teacher. Uh, for Hebrews 11, I will answer, I'll do my best to answer the who, the what, the when, the why, and the how on faith. So let's look at the, let's look at the who. In this passage of scriptures, we talk about those of old who, their, who through their faith gained a good reputation, those being from the Old Testament. The example of Abel, how through his faith and by bringing a genuine offer to God shown favor, was shown favor. The example of Enoch, who through his faith demonstrated genuine belief that God existed and pursued him. He was shown favor by not experiencing death. The example of Noah, who through his faith paid attention to God's warning, he was obedient by building the ark and saved his family. The rest of the world was condemned. Noah was righteous by his faith, was made righteous by his faith. The example of Abraham, who by faith left and followed where God called him. His faith demonstrated an obedience, and then through his complete de dependence on God, was given an inheritance that was passed down through Isaac and Jacob. Thus began Israel, those who are numbered, the grains of sand we cannot. The example of Sarah, the one whose faith, even though barren and old, was given, a caught, was given a child through God's promise. The example of Moses leading the Israelites out of the desert into the promised land. Rahab, who was saved by working with the spies. Those of old who, by faith, gained a good reputation. The what? The what in this passage is what the characteristics of faith. Looking how faith is explained in verse 1, it shows the reality of what we hope for and is the evidence in the things not seen. Verse 2, it's knowing that the entire universe was created by God's command that what we see came from something we could not see. Faith, believing in stuff that we can't see. Having faith in God even though we can't see. So, Further on to chapter 11, it's really hard to have one whole chapter, so I'm really trying to get the whole, you know, the whole thing together. But further on in chapter 11, they describe the hardships and persecutions of those who were faithful. We read at the very end of the chapter, verse 29 and 30, all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet not one of them received what God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us, so they would not reach perfection without, without us. The what is when the who, 
were faithful through obedience and by surrendering, even though they had no idea what was going to happen. For they could not see, but yet they believed and showed faith through action. The when. For the moment from the moment time began, from the time of Adam and Eve's Cain and Abel, the time that Abraham was called out, the, Noah, the time of Noah and the flood, and the time of Moses and then Joseph leading them into the desert and out of the desert into the promised land. That's the when. All through history, all through time, all through creation. The why. Simply because God had a bigger plan for them. God called them out in faith to do as he called them to do. By faith they were obedient. They took the risk of not they took the risk of not knowing what happened and then took a leap of faith. Incomplete surrender. The how was stepping out and following. The how was because they had faith that God had a bigger plan. Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. So Aaron said, you know, maybe share a little bit of testimony. So here's where the testimony part comes in. Um, in May of... 2016, I lost my best friend to leukemia. She just had two weeks, then just two weeks later, I was standing on the mountaintop in Israel on Mount Gilboa. And in the distance, I saw the, the mountain, Gil, mountain Gilboa, where King Saul and Jonathan laid, slayed, where they were killed. And it was there, I don't know if you folks know the Ingersolls, Lindy Ingersoll, she's Wesleyan world, but anyway, lovely lady, teacher friend. I lost her, but it was, it was there that I had understood the lament that David had in Samuel for Jonathan. It was there that I had to have faith that God had a bigger plan for Lindsay. It was in the fall of 2016 that my family and I were surrounded by my mom, so not even four months later, my mom had, had finally fought the battle of breast cancer for five years. And it was in that moment that my whole family was around that she died peacefully and she had conquered. And I had to have faith that God had a bigger plan. Both my best friend and mother had a relationship with Christ and had faith that in victory that God had a bigger plan for them. Uh, I remember driving home two weeks ago, and this is it's funny, I'm driving past a lot, um, this, this story of faith, this conviction of faith has been on my heart. And I remember driving home two weeks ago. So my mother's, my mother's mother is still alive. She's 98 years old. And listening to uh, the Celtic, she's from Northern Ireland, so I really appreciate the Celtic music. Um, she is, her mother died when she was 94. Her sister had died in March, she was 100. So this is strong genes. But um, she lives in New Brunswick, and I live in Nova Scotia. And this is a woman, when my grandfather passed away at 19, I moved in with her, and I lived with her for 10 years. And then, even when I moved out on my own, um, I would come home on the, on the weekends. And I took my education uh, through UMB, UMB Fredericton. And so I stayed with her sister, and I got 
home-cooked meals, or squirrel, but anyway, my grandmother came with me, so when I, people say, well, where would you go to university? Well, I took my education at UMB Fredericton, and my grandmother came to college with me, because on Sunday nights, she would come with me, and then on Friday, she would come, home, come back home with me. Um, my point is to say, I'm very close to this woman, and the fact that this is the last bit of my mother, you know, besides all of us, um, she is like the cat with nine lives. So every time I get a call, it's one of those things where she gets down and she, like she has Alzheimer's, she has like uh, Alzheimer's. And um, every time I get a call, I think, is this it? So anyway, uh, she is now in bed and she's, but she's come back a little bit where she can speak. But the thing I struggle with is I live three hours away and I see her more than people who live a half an hour away. And it's not one of those things where it's not my burden to carry on that. But my, my point is, when I, my mom passed away, everybody was surrounded by her. And everybody was holding hands and just, you felt the presence of the Holy Spirit that just, you know. And when my grandmother, not having as many visitors, I don't want her to be, first of all, you don't want someone you love to suffer. You love them enough to know. My grandmother has a strong faith, there's no question. So on the other side of it, I am, I am at peace but you still don't want someone who passes to be there by themselves. So anyway, and she had actually been given too much medication, which is another story. So I have all these burdens to bury, but when I was coming home, that, and I, it was on the Cobbequid Pass that I was listening to this song on repeat. And it was one of those things where uh, you get to a point where you are in, you get to a point in your faith where you know that there's nothing that you can do and you know that you love someone and you have to find peace in knowing that God has a better plan. It's not, it's beyond my control to be there when I'm not with the care she gets, that she gets. Even though a lady who just started working said, oh, I came in to sing to your mother the other day, Christian woman who brought her daughter in. God told me she'll be okay. But at the same time, my own control takes over and says, man, I want, I want to be able to control her. But it was in that moment that I drove home that two weeks ago that I thought I have to be at peace with it and I have to give over control because it's so beyond my control. So all to say that there's a song that you know Jeremy Camp, you've heard of Jeremy Camp. Jeremy Camp uh, wrote a song and he recorded it with his wife and it's called Whatever May Come. And in his struggle, it was just before COVID happened and they were getting ready to release a movie that he did about his life and all this stuff and everything shut down. And he was like, where do I go? Like he was struggling with this, you know, this internal like, okay, where do I go? God told him to pick up the guitar, pick up the guitar. So he picks up the guitar and he writes this song. So all to say, I'm on my journey of faith, struggling with God saying, I, I can do it, but I can't. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and this song that I'm list that I listened to over and over again was something that allowed me to be at peace knowing that she was in his care. Do you know what I mean? There's what's overshadowing, you know, like eagle's wings. So the words are, so what I want you to do is uh, listen to the words um, and hopefully they will speak to you about faith. Yeah. I'll move out of the way.
shake all the joy will be renewed every knee let's bow raise a victory step for the king will make things new in the book of hebrews jesus is compared to a few things angels in the torah moses in the promised land priests in melchizedek uh, sacrifices in the covenant jesus is god's word he is the high priest and he is the ultimate sacrifice Back to the Gospel Project. The author was making the point that Jesus was superior to anyone or anything, including all the leaders that we discussed today. Jesus is worthy of all their trust and devotion. Those of old were faithful and gained a good reputation, but how much more important is Jesus? 
The author is changing, challenging the reader to remain faithful to Jesus despite persecution. So, the author's not trying to scare us, trying to make us feel uncomfortable, absolutely. But the challenge, the warning to stay strong in the faith, to be concrete and solid, and not to abandon Jesus. So in each, strong, each section, a strong warning not to abandon him. So, fast forward to today, the book of Hebrews. The who is us. The what is still the faith. The obedience and the surrender that is needed in faith that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And in the, like they said at the end of Hebrews 11, there is a better plan. The when is now. Whatever hardship you're facing, God is with us. He sends the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, to help us and guide us in whatever we may face. The where, that's wherever we go. That's in the grocery store. That's in our teaching, our jobs. That's in our families. The why, because we are called out to step out in faith. And knowing, though, even though we can't see, someday we will receive the promise of eternal life. God has a bigger plan. And now we cannot really fully understand. And of course, the how is by accepting Christ as our personal Savior, by faith and action, a genuine walk with Him, and accepting the ultimate salvation sacrifice that was offered for, for us by the way of the cross. Mm -hmm. May you be encouraged and built up in faith with these words today. Mm -hmm.